Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For those of you who saw the short intro video on YouTube and clicked over to Anchor, Spotify, or BitChute, thanks for coming over. Today, it's time to visit an old topic. They're coming for your children, and frankly, they're very open about it now. In fact, if you if you try to resist, you are the bigot. You are the hate-filled, misanthropic, fill-in-the-blank, transphobe, and or homophobe. Why? Because the culture of death we live in now not only wants to force your children to accept sodomy and worse, often the world is now grooming your children to be sexually active while they are still children. I used to have a series on this topic for YouTube, but as you might imagine, that platform has become far too censorious for this series, so let's get into what is turning out to be episode 7 of that series. The old episodes should be available on BitChute if you go through the archives there. We have numerous stories to cover in this sick tale of perversion. First, you've probably heard of Drag Queen Story Hour. That sick and twisted phenomenon is where some pervert male dressed as a caricature of a woman is brought into public libraries and schools and then given access to your children. They read fairy tales, often with a bent towards promoting the sodomite propaganda that Pastor Jimmy Martin wished he could write if he wasn't allegedly a Catholic priest. Often enough, these degenerates are revealed to be convicted sexual offenders, yet no one thinks to, at the very least, to check these people's backgrounds, or, you know, consider if having adult sodomites reading to your four-year-old is a good thing or not. A few have been revealed to not only be convicted sex offenders, but actual pedophiles. That is the world we live in now, and if you object, you're the bigot. Welcome to Clown World. Today's entry into this memoir of madness comes from the city of Rome, where Drag Queen Story Hour comes close to the Vatican. From Il Giornale, the Italian news source that often breaks stories of interest to those monitoring the crisis in the church. Here's the roughly translated headline. Now the fairy tales are read by drag queens, the announcement of the municipality of Rome. On the website of the municipality of Rome, an event for school groups is advertised, yes, for school groups, that will feature two drag queens. Two creatures, one calling itself Christina Prinestina and the other calling itself Paula Penelope. Quoting the story, quote, A series of meetings starting from February 26th, which will be held at the Intercultural Library, Citizens of the World, of course, in Via Opito Opio in Seven Municipio. The purpose, reads the announcement, is to make known stories of inclusion and friendship without gender bias. And above all, without gender. Given that already from the title, fairy tales, and stories of inclusion and friendship for children and boys, the organizers have censored gender identity with an asterisk. But there is more. To tell the young generation's fairy tales and tales will be the contemporary queens, that is, the drag queens Christina Prenestina and Paola Penelope, who will welcome the local school children together with the operators of Citizens of the World. It is unacceptable that this course is advertised on the website of the Municipality of Rome. Mayor Raghi intervenes and blocks this absurdity is the appeal of Tony Brandy and Jacopo Kohe, President and Vice President of Provita and Famiglia, non-profit organizations of the Congress of Families in Verona. 
The two managers also place the emphasis on the free appointment. Roman citizens do not want to pay out of their own pockets for these shameful initiatives, which indoctrinate our children on theories that are already being revised and backwards in the world after the damage they have done. There are no additional sexes besides the male and female, say biologists. So the invitation to parents is not to let their children participate and pay attention to these events because children are the most vulnerable to sexual denial and the concept of gender identity instead of biological sex is a harmful intrusion into the intimate sphere of minors, end quote. And frankly, that's actually kind of a pathetic resistance from them. But, you know, that's all they can do because of clown world. The story goes on to recount how this has already happened in other parts of Italy and has spread to Rome. At this point, some of us began to wonder where the Bishop of Rome was in all of this. You know, some Catholics don't know this, but the Pope is also the Bishop of Rome, and he is completely free to step in and use his considerable public voice to put a stop to this madness. But what response did we get? Crickets. Nothing. Silence from the Vatican while children are being preyed upon publicly. Preyed upon ideologically, and yes, possibly getting groomed. But the event was cancelled, though. Now why? Why was it cancelled? While they didn't explicitly say so, this event was cancelled at the same time many events in Rome and broader Italy were cancelled due to the coronavirus, or COVID-19. Maybe we can consider this divine intervention when even church leaders chose to remain silent in the face of wickedness and evil. But the event was cancelled, not due to the obviously evil nature of the event, but because of the pandemic. Fair enough. I'll still take it as a win. Though you already know that when this pandemic passes, they'll probably reschedule this sick event. Now, our second story is one of, from one of the countries that the socialist frontrunner for the nomination of the party of Moloch praises, Norway, where the government is now taking away four to five children each day from parents who often never see their children again. Norway has been charged numerous times before the European Court of Human Rights for violating the human rights of parents by taking children from families and effectively making them disappear. And when you are an organization like this and you get on the wrong side of the European Court for Human Rights, you've really messed up because normally they're all they're all fine with this sort of modernist bureaucratic ruling of our individual lives. Now, LifeSite News details one case where a Romanian family in Norway, in Amy Jacobson's case, doctors noticed that Tyler was slightly underweight for his age. As the story goes, Miss Jacobson was on vacation in the United States with Tyler. The day after she got back in July 2013, the police and Child Protective Services knocked at the door to take Tyler to the doctor's office. But instead of taking the child to the local doctor, who had Tyler's medical records, as you might expect, they took him to one 45 miles away. Why? Who knows? The doctor there found Tyler to be a half-pound underweight with a slight vitamin B12 deficiency. Remember, they had just gotten back from a transatlantic flight, but, you know, context doesn't matter in these things. But that deficiency and that small amount of being underweight was enough to take Tyler from his mother in the minds of the maniacs in the Norwegian state. They're not even allowed to know where Tyler is now. That's right, his mother doesn't know where he is now. In fact, the state has renamed him twice, so his mother can't find him. This was in 2013, meaning the child is now eight years old. He's an American citizen, by the way, and he was been kidnapped by the Norwegian government. You know, it'd be really nice if the American government would step in to protect an American family. Child removals from families have gone up over 70% in recent years in Norway, and the practice isn't limited to that country either. The state can and will intervene to take your child from you. 
Proposals have been made for criminalizing teaching your children that sodomy is wrong and in general having right-wing beliefs, thus making it a real possibility that you could lose your child for being a thought criminal in Norway. But at least they have national health coverage, right, Mr. Sanders? Speaking of politics, you may have seen this next story. The party of Moloch has one candidate who may actually get the nomination, who is an open sodomite. Pete Buttigieg of Indiana is a politician with little political or even public experience, but he does have a lot of rather weird experience working for the American intelligence apparatus in the deep state. Take that for what you will. He's also an out and proud sodomite, though he doesn't mention that much, if at all, when the cameras are on him, probably because most Americans won't vote for a sodomite for president. But Mayor Pete, as they call him, is relevant here because a nine-year-old boy approached him at a political rally recently and asked him to help him come out of the closet. Yes, a nine-year-old. Most nine-year-olds aren't really sexually aware, but this nine-year-old had already decided he was a sodomite himself. Go figure. According to a New York Post article, quote, A nine-year-old Colorado boy got kudos from openly gay Democratic presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg when he asked him during a rally for help telling the world that he's also gay. Thank you for being so brave, Zachary Rose question read. Would you help me tell the world I'm gay too? I want to be brave like you. Zachary's question, which he wrote on a piece of paper as he entered the Aurora, Colorado rally Saturday night, was met with cheers and chants of love means love from the nearly 4,000 people in attendance. I don't think you need a lot of advice from me on bravery. You seem pretty strong, Buttigieg said as he began to answer the boy. It took me a long time to figure out how to tell even my best friend that I was gay, let alone go out there and tell the world. And to see you willing to come to terms with who you are in a room full of thousands of people you never met, that's really something, he added. The former South Bend mayor went on to warn Zachary that, while it won't always be easy, what's really important is that you know who you are, because when you have that, you have a center of gravity that can hold you together when all kinds of chaos is happening around you. End quote. Yes, you have a American presidential candidate openly telling a child in public to embrace a life of degeneracy and tragedy, and all to the cheers and applause of the voters of the party of Moloch. Even the politicians are coming for your children. In a sane world, Pete would have told the child to put those thoughts on hold and embrace being a child until he was old enough to let his mind and body sort things out. And that's in a sane secular world. Let's not even get into a sane world ruled by the Catholic faith. But clearly, this child was put up to this and presented to a public ch ch to a public figure for resulting in the sexualization of a child in public. I mean, how does a nine-year-old find out about a sodomite running for president? His parents, that's how it happens. His parents, probably his mother, put him up to this. Few, if any, nine-year-olds actually care about politics. So I put this at the feet of the parents, who put their son on a stage with a sodomite in public for the world to see. Our culture has lost its collective mind, and this is the result. And if you have no doubts that Mayor Pete is an insidious threat to the religious life of good Catholics everywhere, he openly said he wants to use the government to go after religious groups that won't hire mentally deranged people and sodomites who call themselves LGBTQ. That's where we are. They are coming for your children and for your faith. But we can end on a bit of a high note. According to the sodomite news outlet PinkNews.com, one-third of Poland has been declared a sodomite-free zone. That is good news. Poland did not, you know, say you're not allowed to be a member of the James Martin Brigade in their country. 
they just said that they are now a country free of the James Martin LGBT QWERTY propaganda. Quoting the article, A third of Poland has declared itself to be an official LGBT-free zone as local municipalities sign a pledge of adopting resolutions against LGBT propaganda. End quote. And man, are they mad. <laughs> Pink News is mad. Why? Because they see it as a rising tide of an intolerance overcoming Eastern Europe and go probably going to swarm the West. And you know what's funny about that? If you want to talk about intolerance, go look at the James Martin Brigade. Go look at sodomites and the grip they have on the media and how they do not tolerate the difference of opinion on these matters in the slightest. It turns out, though, that in Poland, that a hundred municipalities have officially stood against LGBT propaganda campaigns, and boy, in my mind, that is good news from Poland. So they may be coming for your children, but they're still enclaves of sanity left in this increasingly crazy world. And that is, again, good news. Again, thank you for following that YouTube prompt to come here. It is appreciated. You can probably see by now why I couldn't put this on YouTube. Anyway... Thank you for listening, and please pray for this fallen world, for the church, for the child victims of state predation I've outlined here, as well as for the souls of those praying upon them. And please pray for that kid who went up, whose parents put him up to speaking to Pete Buttigieg in public like that. I mean, that's just abominable. Anyway, I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.